0: One of the biggest challenges facing many Americans, an increasing number of Americans, and yes, even Christian Americans today, is the question or quandary of retirement. What do I do? When should I retire? Why should I retire? And uh, how in the world am I going to be able to live and finance uh, economically such a workless retirement? Well, that presumes that it is workless and it also presumes, presumes an understanding of what retirement actually means. So what does it mean? Let me just ask you a question out there, my friends. What does require retirement mean to you? Does it mean chasing a little white ball around a, a large area of green grass called golf? Does it mean traveling all over the country? Does it mean uh, abandoning your home, buying a uh, uh, a vehicle that allows you to travel via a form of bus all over the country. What is retirement? Or is it that just the cessation of work and you say, boy, am I looking forward to retirement? How many people have I heard say that boy, am I looking forward to retirement? Here's the question though. What are you looking forward to in retirement? Is it just the cessation of labor? Is it just leaving the job that you've been at for some period of time, or is there some other reason, some other motivation for retiring? What in the world are you going to do? So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismire. It's conversation as always with ever increasing conviction. Talk that transforms, and I trust that today will be no exception. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to try to demystify the retirement illusion. Our guest calls it an illusion. He said, our culture views retirement strictly through a financial lens, ignoring elements that result in a fulfilling life after work. The retirement dream that society convinces us to accept is the wrong dream. Countless retirees become disappointed as the sun is setting on their life, realizing that focusing on themselves and a comfortable lifestyle will feels kind of meaningless. One person said, I wish I had read this book 20 years ago. The title of the book is After Work. After Work. It's an honest discussion about the retirement lie and how to live a future worthy of dreams. Our special guest today is Alex Lippert. And Alex, it's so good to have you on the program from Colorado Springs.
1: Thanks so much, Chuck. It's great to be here.
0: Well. Uh, This is a very important subject because we find that the baby boomers, uh, which up until the uh, the millennial generation was the largest generation in American history, and uh, they're all retiring, aren't they? They sure are, in droves. And that makes a, a great business venture for you because you've been in the retirement business.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, our, our, uh, firm here in Colorado Springs, Steadfast Wealth Company, um, we're a firm of 13 and, um, you know, we're constantly meeting new folks that are approaching retirement, recently in retirement, um, or, you know, well into retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, on an ongoing basis, get a, A very broad sampling of just, you know, the greater community and a lot of folks that are all facing these really uh, core questions about life as they relate to retirement.
0: One of the things that I've noticed is that it seems that almost invariably when people consider retirement, they, they have sort of a Pollyanna view about it. Uh, oh, I'm just going to be on a perpetual vacation, and uh, I'm going to kick back and do nothing, or I'm going to go play golf, or I'm going to play tennis, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to play, 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 but that grows old real fast, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And the,
1: the in in our book, we refer to this as the retirement sugar rush. So basically, <laughs> that's great. You know, it's, <laughs> um, so you know, there's this momentous buildup prior to retirement you know Mm -hmm. you you've got this huge list of hey we're going to take this amazing trip that we've planned for so long and i've got all these home projects i really have to get my you know landscaping and you know grass up to snuff and i plan to golf and i plan to do you know more you know um you know evenings with our friends for dinner and you have this long list of wants Mm -hmm. and a lot of the wants were kind of developed over a time of um, your life, where you have scarcity of time, right? So, we're mm-hmm. all so busy during our careers, and, and all we want is more time. Well, all of a right. sudden, you're going to have uh, potentially too much time on your hands. So, and so folks,
0: the, the, yeah. the uh, bumper sticker of the 70s, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get, uh, has, yeah. <laughs> be, has become the, the, the motto of uh, baby boomers, and now all of a sudden, the sugar rush is over for all the work. And now they've got the sugar rush for a hopeful retirement that has no relative meaning in the long run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And retirement is a time to really enjoy new things and enjoy those things that, you know, you have, you have wanted to spend more time doing. So don't, so don't get me wrong on that front, but I think you'll end up after that kind of sugar rush of a vacation, you know, and you end up waking up, sleeping in on a Wednesday without anything on your calendar the next you know, month and you no longer feel like taking those trips or you no longer, you know, maybe your yard is like exactly how you'd like it and all the home projects are done. And you look ahead and you find an emptiness that you weren't expecting. And that's the retirement lie uh, that our society feeds us.
0: I remember uh, when I was in college, uh, my psychology professor uh, shared a quote with me that I've never forgotten. I think it came out of the Holocaust, and that is, uh, He who has a why to live can withstand almost any how. Now, retirement becomes kind of like, uh, how can I stand it after a while? Because it can become pretty boring, and we don't want to be bored. We don't want to have lives that are meaningless, but if we have a why to live, if we have a real purpose that gives meaning to our life after or during retirement, it changes everything, doesn't it? It does. It does.
1: And if you if you take a minute, you know, really just to look at the root of the word retirement, retire, you know, just uh-huh. look up some synonyms Um
0: Quit. you know and you'll and
1: yeah <laughs> yes yeah you'll find words that sound absolutely terrible so mm-hmm. it's such a curiosity that everybody wants to retire you know i mean you'll find words withdraw recede, retreat not as useful as something once was i mean you just go down the list and you're like well whatever that is i don't want to do that and i don't think anybody else does
0: yeah well you know what my definition of it is is mint. In other words, I'm going to put on new tires and get going again, hmm. with a new direction yeah. that God gives me for that moment in time.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a great kind of metaphor, a great way to look at it. I think um, you're absolutely right. Um, the retire kind of visual of putting some new tires on your vehicle. I think during our careers or even time at home managing a household, raising children, um, it's all it's all the same. I think. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you when you finally leave that kind of that pre structure that you always had in your career, you yeah. know, you're automatically plugged into kind of a path
0: forward. You're plugged right. into now some what challenges. Do I do? You're and pl- you've given ten yep. keys to help us understand what to do. We're gonna get into that yep. when we get back. We're all terminal, believe it or not. We all are terminal because it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So the question is, since life expectancy has uh, continued to expand uh, from 26 to 40-some years of age back in the 1700s to about 80 years of age now, maybe even more, we're looking at even after a normal retirement period a period of an average of about fifteen years fifteen years that's a lot of years that's uh about a third of the average lifespan back in the seventeen hundreds That means that you and I are trustees before God of that time uh time matters time is not to be squandered uh We don't want to be under the gun, so to speak, but we do want to be under God and be trustees of the time that he has given us because we want our lives to count. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So what is your view toward retirement? How are you, if you're retired, how are you using that retirement? Well, our guest today... Uh, says that there are 10 keys to help us to understand this dilemma and to make sense of it and to do something about it. Alex Lippert, with his book, Afterwork, it's uh, $12. It's on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. You give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 7.0. 0879 Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, when I was considering uh, and preparing to do this program today, Alex, I went on the uh, Internet and I put in retirement. And I put in the words retirement quandary. And no matter what I put in about retirement, about the only thing that came up were things like this. And here are the headlines from Google. Retirement income solutions. Pension retirement calculator. Plan your dream retirement. Get a Social Security raise. Take the pension or cash out or invest it. Five best places to retire. Prepare your mortgage or invest it. Ten best states to retire in in the U.S. Saving for retirement. How to make a retirement plan how to calculate when you can retire the best retirement annuities notice every single one of these has to do with money. And yet you as a financial planner are saying, Hey, let's get serious about this. That's not what retirement is about.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's a a little mind blowing to see how much, society you know places um the importance of money in the retirement
0: equation well maybe that's why bill clinton said it's the economy stupid
1: yeah (laughs) right right yeah yeah and it's just it's just um it's just beyond fascinating for me you know in in my daily work we work with a lot of faith-based folks, a lot of missionaries, a lot of pastors. We also Mm -hmm. work with, you know, folks who just have your normal, you know, business owner, those types of um, career choices. And, you know, I've just seen countless high net worth folks who retire um, and they end up miserable. Mm -hmm. And I see so many folks who don't have much money to speak of who are living out their purpose. Um, In general, there's, there's a lot of missionaries that come to mind when I think of that. Um, and they are just living the best retirement. Um, they're not even retired, um, you know, per society's definition. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the genesis of this book is we wanted to really explore the topic. And I know you mentioned the 10 keys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into those. Oh, yeah. Uh, more. But well, I think one
0: is the sense of yep. purpose. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the biggest one of all. The sense of purpose, yep. because he who has a why to live can withstand almost any how, no matter what the money is. And exactly. uh, so you can have all the money in the world. You can be a billionaire and be miserable. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's interesting when you eventually do approach that kind of landmark retirement um, age, you know, at that point in time, you have the most wisdom you've ever had in your life.
2: Theoretically. You
1: have the most... Yeah. Theoretically, you've got you've got the most experience, at least maybe not yeah. wisdom, maybe just experience. Um, and, you know, you're going to have the most time and presumably the most uh, financial resources that you've ever had in your life. So well, you've got this culmination.
0: Bill, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of the richest men in the world. And uh, he's got the world by the tail, so to speak, or at least he thinks he does. Then all of a sudden yeah. this week, we we hear the announcement that he and his wife are divorcing. After 27 years, he's a multi-multi-multi-multi-multi-billionaire. He's got name recognition. He's got everything that you could ever hope for in retirement, but apparently not that happy. Right.
1: Yeah. And there's actually a statistical study um, that we included in our book about Um, You know, the divorce rates and some of the downfalls, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're seeing in our society. And for folks age 65 and older, uh, the divorce rate has tripled since 1990.
0: Isn't that amazing? I would would vouch for that because uh, I practiced law for 20 years in Southern California. Forty percent of my clientele was uh, 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 cases were in the area of family law. And 80% of my clientele were in the broader body of Christ. And what I found was that the average points, the seasons of people divorcing were about seven or eight years, and then about uh, 20 years, and then 30 years. Uh, And then as people are moving into their uh, 65 and so on, uh, it it accelerates. It's, It's an amazing phenomenon, isn't it? It is. And
1: I, I I think the root cause of some of that phenomenon is really just that folks are chasing happiness instead mm-hmm. of fulfillment. And, you know, it's 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 that old kind of devil on your shoulder mm-hmm. that says, you know, feed me because time is almost up, you know, oh, and. Yeah. and And so folks try to accumulate these things that they think will, you know, that society has convinced them will make them happy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but, you know, that's a bucket with holes in the bottom. And it's unquenchable.
0: Big holes in the bottom. God says, be ye holy, for I am holy. We say, be ye happy. And now we're neither happy nor holy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, this sense of purpose. Uh, I had a friend who... had been blessed by the Lord. Uh, he had taken some faith risks over a period of time. And before long, uh, he owned seven Postal Instant Press stores, the the initial uh, quick print stores. And uh, he was the model for it in California. And uh, his goal was to retire by age 48, That was his goal, to retire by age 48. Now, what do you think he intended to do in retirement? He wanted to enter ministry gratis Hmm. to use his skills for the kingdom of God. And that's exactly what he did.
1: Hmm. That's an amazing story. Where is he now?
0: He... uh, You know, the scripture, not the scripture, but the song says, Time, oh, good, good time, where have you gone? Yeah. He he passed away about 15 years ago of a very uh, rare, rare, rare disease that he knew, actually, that he had and had inherited from his father. And uh, Hmm. so he knew uh, that, you know, there's only so much time, and I want to be accountable for that time, and I want to use it for the glory of God.
1: It's a great story. I think, you know, one One could argue that he never really retired exactly. until the very end. That's which exactly is the point.
0: He put on new yep. tires and got going again and repurposed the gifts and talents that God had given to him.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I really like the picture that that paints because, you know, a lot of um, folks, will approach retirement as, you know, I had this extremely purposeful career, Mm -hmm. you know, and they kind of subconsciously look ahead and say and think that that purpose that they used to have is going to extend into retirement for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, But they really need to start to really, really ponder the possibilities of how am I going to recreate purpose in my life from you know some new some new source some new undertaking something that's going to challenge me
0: you know alex uh people ask me all the time are you what are you employed or are you retired i don't know how to answer yeah. the question because i'm neither employed nor retired and right. uh, i have been self-employed for 40 50 years and uh, yet After practicing law for 20 years, I left the practice of law because the Lord called me to do something else, to plead his cause in the land as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation. This very day, we conclude 26 years on the air with no personal income from ministry. 26 years. So when, am I retired? Well, it depends on how you look at it. It depends on how you look at it. And I think that uh, this concept of putting on new tires, asking the Lord, okay, in this season of my life, what do you want for me to do? Would you give me a vision? Because without a vision, the people perish, don't they? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, You know, and
1: it's always that conversation. A lot of retirees will get the question, what did you used to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what did you do during your career?
0: Instead What's your of, identity, in other words?
1: Yeah, yeah. Instead of, what do you do now?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
1: I think it's, there's that, there's that has been permeating kind of the uh, soul of America, if you will, right. for, you know, the latter generations. and And it's just such a travesty, I think. I mean, we all need to look up um you know to that generation and and say we value your wisdom please unleash it on the world you know that desperately needs your input you to lean in you know you mm-hmm. to follow god's message um and go out and live your purpose and you know thereby while you're living your purpose you're really going to do a lot of things that affect a lot of people around you that, a few you, years that you're ago, not even aware of
0: yeah a few years ago i wrote a book called uh heart uh... Hearts of the Fathers, based upon Malachi chapter 4, that before the great and terrible day of the Lord, he would send forth the spirit of Elijah the prophet to call the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. And one of the things that I've focused on in that book is that it's not just about fathering as we think of it, it's also about grandfathering.
2: Mm-hmm. Grandfather,
0: because God calls men to become patriarchs, to be patriarchs in the family, which means. That a retired father needs to sense a profound purpose for grandfathering. That's part of his major call before God, isn't it? It is. It is.
1: Yeah. And that's, um, there's, you know, some of our content in the book revolves around um, having a reverse legacy conversation with yourself. So you can fast forward kind of to your, to your, eventual deathbed and exactly. say, you know, what, what would I, you know, never regret doing more of, do you know what the subtitle
0: um, of that book hearts of the fathers is leaving a no. legacy that lasts, leaving there you go. a legacy that lasts. So see, we're right on purpose there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Are. Now we your are. book is called Afterwork, and, uh, you're not talking about having a five o'clock, uh, uh mind, uh, thinking that the world looks fine now that it's five o'clock in the afternoon after work. <laughs> this is, this is about after you're, you're ceasing 35, 40 years, 50 years of uh, labor at a particular job. And the book friends is $12. It is a wonderful book for such a time as this practical. And yet it has spiritual implications and applications in our lives there are 10 keys. We've already talked about one of them, sense of purpose. We're going to talk about some of the others as we get into the program further today, but I want you to go to our website, save us.org and get your copy after work, $12. Now you don't have to wait until after work to get it, but you might want to uh, get it after work. If you're working because you don't want to defile your employer's expectations now, but the work, The book is called After Work, $12. We'll put it in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, PO Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling and... Our guest says there needs to be in our lives a power of a cornerstone habit. The power of a cornerstone habit. I wonder what that is.
2: There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org.
0: demystifying retirement, giving meaning, a sense of purpose to the whole concept of retirement, which basically is retirement, putting new tires on and getting going uh, in our lives in perhaps a new and fresh way to please God and bring fulfillment and joy and uh, meaning and purpose, not only into our own lives, but into the lives of many others. So I welcome you back to Viewpoint, our special guest today, Alex Lippert. Alex, you're in uh, Colorado Springs, and uh, in Colorado Springs uh, has been one of the major ministries uh, of the past 40 years called Focus on the Family. And Focus on the Family began in Southern California with Dr. James Dobson when he was about 40 years of age. And uh, he was our Sunday school teacher there, and uh, he was a friend of ours. And uh, so he launched Focus on the Family. I'll never forget that. And uh, it grew and it grew and it grew. Until about 12 years ago, uh, the Focus on the Family board said, well, you know, we kind of think that you're a little too strong for us now. Uh, And so we're going to set up a new CEO, a new president. And uh, so Jim Daly became that. Jim Dobson, at about uh, 75 years of age, decided, well, I'm going to put on new tires and get going again. So he formed Family Talk and began a whole new talk show, Family Talk, right there in Colorado Springs. Yes, he's slowed down. He and his wife, Shirley, have very definitely slowed down in their mid-80s, but... They put on new tires and got rolling again, and you'll find his voice and his visage all over the television from time to time. It's interesting how God can use people even in their so-called retirement, isn't it? It is,
1: yeah. Um, I think, you know, there's a story in the Bible that uh, hits close to home for me with our message, and that is um, Parable of the Talents. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm sure a lot of your readers are very familiar with that. But basically, you know, um, it's a parable of Jesus. And when the master is leaving his uh, home for a time, he leaves his three servants, you know, different sums of money, essentially, and a a lot of money. Um, And eventually, when the master returns, the two servants that got busy while he was gone and actually, um, you know, grew those balances, he praised um, one of the servants just buried uh the talent that the master left him um and he was reprimanded. And I think the underlying take home message is just that God put us here for a reason mm-hmm. um to get busy and make an impact. Right. Um, and and you know, and not just sit on our hands. And so I think that same message translates into folks that are looking at retirement, you know, looking ahead and trying to find their purpose.
0: You know, Alex, it, it just dawned on me. It could very well be that the point after your work years may be the most important years of all that God has a unique plan and a unique purpose whereby you will affect far more people for his kingdom than you ever did during your work life.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I think your quote unquote free time, as soon as you leave a career or you become an empty nester, it Mm -hmm. essentially doubles, you know, because you, maybe you sleep eight hours a day um, and then maybe you work eight hours a day. And so um, you're going to end up with so much time on your hands and there's just so much power in, you know, you getting out there and really making impact. And there's a lot of different ways to do that.
0: And God inspires people based upon their gifts, their talents, their experiences that become investable uh, uh, quantities that he can use then for his kingdom purposes. And when we say kingdom purposes, we're not talking about full-time Christian ministry the way people think about it. We're talking about people giving themselves to caring for others, uh, all kinds of different ways that people do that, even volunteering, uh, teaching, and and uh, uh, perhaps tutoring, and all kinds of ways that people can give of themselves. Yeah, there's a there's a Charles
1: Dickens quote um, that I love that says, "No one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of others," mm. and I think that's so true. Um, I think in this, in this kind of that last third season of one's life, Mm -hmm. um, you just have this wealth of experience that the world desperately needs. And I think you can get out there and you can find your purpose while helping others. Um, And, you know, one of the, one of the keys in our book is generosity.
0: Oh, that's a big one. Um, That's number nine, number, number nine, generosity. Why is that so important?
1: Yeah. So you know, obviously, I think, you know, tithing, uh, supporting, you know, faith-based charities um, that you're really excited about, you know, that do great, you know, missional work. Um, those, those actions, you know, those kind of financial or just investing your time, those kinds of things benefit the organization, the church, the kingdom um, outright, you know, just through your support. But I also think generosity in those forms is really meant to benefit the giver more than the person or the organization that's receiving mm-hmm. the gift. Um, and we talked about that at length, uh, in the generosity chapter, but it's really, you know, like the old, you know, if God is asking you to tithe 10%, well, you're getting a, a sweet bargain, because you get to keep 90. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Even though he um, owns it all yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah the uh, the co-author of the book joel malik he always he always jokes that god is the best business partner you know because mm-hmm. who wouldn't want to keep 90 and give 10. Um, yeah. but you know like whenever i have volunteered personally you know and it's always a situation or usually a situation just because you know life has so much noise there's so much going on in our lives everybody is busy um you know that when you're going to carve out a day to go volunteer there's always other things that are kind of um centerpiece on your mind that you think that you need to do instead. But you always tell yourself, no, you know, God is telling me to do this. I'm going to go volunteer um uh, and give of myself for, you know, this time. And whenever you leave volunteering, you have that renewed perspective mm-hmm. um that makes it all worthwhile. You well, know, the Bible it just says given it, it shall be know.
0: given unto you. Yep there yeah. is a kingdom yeah. economy of time and talent and treasure and uh since god owns it all and then therefore we're just releasing back to him that which he already owns and he's promised to oversee it and bless it right right yeah, yeah. Great. um now you t- you have these 10 keys Uh, sense of purpose, calendar, movement, journaling, faith, learning, awareness, connection, generosity, and awe. Uh, Another one that connects, that that I see as critically important is faith. Because uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And a lot of people will be paralyzed by fear. And therefore, they will never seize the opportunities that God provides in retirement. Yeah,
1: that's true. I think that uh, fear really permeates, you know, fear and uncertainty permeates our entire society on all levels. I mean, you turn on the news and they sell fear, Mm -hmm. you know, by their own admission
0: now selling fear. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. It's turned into a commodity almost, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But I think, you know, C.S. Lewis said it great. He said, faith is a habit. We must be continually reminded of what we believe and it must be fed. And I think, you know, faith is one of those, you know, tenets of your life where you really need to cultivate it over time. It's not like you're going to wake up at age 65 and say, OK, I am full of faith now. I'm right. faithful. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, it's, it's just like, like any muscle. other. It's like a muscle. Right. And you have yep. to,
0: if you don't work it, you lose it. You either work yeah. it or you lose it. And, uh, yep. of course that's another thing that, uh, people in retirement can and should do. And that is to keep these temples of the Holy spirit healthy. Uh, there are things that we can do in self-discipline and control, uh, to protect and preserve them without going into, uh, you know, over the top, but to do that, uh, in fact, a lot of people who have uh, failed to do those things, uh, Are now going to have time to do those things uh, without expending undue amounts of time because then that becomes a kind of idolatry
1: right right yeah and i i uh i think that it's interesting for us in america especially because a lot of times you know when god speaks to you it's more of a nudge it's mm-hmm. more of a internal like i you know i have a strong feeling about this and right. i believe it is god speaking to me it's not as loud as all of the other noise out there that just mm-hmm. takes up our you know you know our eyeballs right. and well that's what we you know, calls it the still
0: and... small voice of the lord right you're <laughs> right. <laughs> right exactly so we can hear we have more awareness that's number seven of the keys an awareness uh if you're so busy and intense about this, that, or the other, uh, you have a very hard time being aware of other realities around you.
1: That's right. Yeah, and your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so, if your strongest thoughts are fear, then you're going to continually to be more fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if you can take the time, you know, as as it says, "Be still and know that I am God." You have to be still first to be able to hear that nudge from God, right? Um, because there is so much noise out there. And you really, really need to uh, try to focus on being self aware, um, you know, not judgmental of others before, you know, you look at the own stick in your eye. Would right? you say um, that
0: one of the most important things to do? Uh, in order to achieve that is to spend quality time in the Word of God every single morning. Early in the morning will I direct my prayer unto you, will look up. Spend quality time in His Word. That's when He can speak to you in the quiet moment. That's what I, my conviction is. We're talking with Alex Lipper, his book, After Work, uh, a book about how we deal with retirement. will put this very helpful and encouraging book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. We'll be right back looking at more of these keys for retirement. Have you ever considered
2: what the early church was like? Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click sell church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click sell church.
0: What is to keep you as a retired man and woman? From starting a house church. What is to keep you from doing that? You don't even have to be paid for it. You probably shouldn't be paid for it. But to use your home, in fact, God says that the end of all things is at hand, therefore, use hospitality. Hospitality is an open hand, an open heart, an open hand, and an open home. Just imagine the difference that you could make, just just asking, not saying you have to do that, but just asking, just th- thinking uh, out loud with you. One of the things that people are concerned about when they're facing retirement is, where should I live? Should I continue to live in the same place? Should I relocate? Should I move somewhere? In fact, that's one of the big things that if you were to Google retirement, you would find that talking about, okay, well, where's the best city to go? Where are the where is the economy the best for you and so on? Movement. That's one of the keys. But what are you talking about when you talk about movement, Alex? Yeah, we didn't want to
1: title it exercise because that's a little bit of a misnomer you know we don't have to exercise
0: <laughs> to be active <laughs> you know my wife has a little plaque that when i see the word exercise i think of chocolate <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man that's great um yeah the 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 foundational uh, concept of movement um as a part of our message is really that discomfort eventually creates true comfort Mm. and real results. Um, And I think movement's a perfect example of this, because in general, if you're out exercising, if you're out, you know, being very active, you know, maybe you choose to take a long walk, um, it takes effort, you know, every every single step actually takes effort, you know, when, um, when you choose to do that. And so in my in my own life, You know, there's never been a significant victory if, you know, the challenge was not a great one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that can translate into a lot of different things in your life. But movement is just so clear of a picture when you think about that.
0: No question Um, about it. And I'm not averse to the word exercise. Uh, I know many (laughs) people are, and we're not serving up chocolate with the word here. Yeah, (laughs) actually, the the little sign says when I hear the word exercise, I wash my mouth out with chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... But The reality is uh, more and more evidence is showing that the older you get, the more you need to be moving and uh, that it it reduces the inflammation in our bodies if we're doing it properly and actually extends life and the quality of life. So that's very important. But let's talk about this other aspect of movement. A lot of people are thinking about relocating. That's a different kind of movement. Uh what do you say about that?
1: Yeah, and you're absolutely right how that is a um uh, topic that's high on every retiree's list, you know, mm-hmm. is where do we really want to live um, for the rest of our lives? And, As if
0: there's some magic potion out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, magic potion number nine or something in Las Vegas mm-hmm. or, or some other place right. that uh, you heard about.
1: Right. And I do think that's always part of that retirement mirage, you know, that gets fed to us, you know, that picture of you on a sailboat sailing mm-hmm. off into the sunset or, what have you? Um, I do think location of where you retire can be important, mm. but it has to be through the right context and I think that context is once you do retire, you lose that preordained structure of work in mm. social circles. Mm. you know you're not forced into social interaction constantly on a daily basis. Right. Um, you lose a lot of those those connections that you've always kind of taken for granted. There's no longer an autopilot process for you to connect with others, and mm. so the question that I would ask myself if I was looking at retirement now is, you know, where where could I live if not where I am now? But where else could I live where I could really plug into the community, plug into organizations that I'm passionate about um, and continue to have those really impactful connections, you know, that, you know, rub off on me and, you know, are fulfilling for others, but also a source of fulfillment for me. You know, being able to impact others' lives as well.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, calendar. Uh, are you talking about uh, scheduling your retirement and planning all that out? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, there's a, a few different aspects of calendar here. I think I think one is that a lot of folks need some sort. Um, of structure looking ahead at their week in order to um, kind of make heads or tails of the week. Right. You know, it's,
0: it's it's, part of having a purpose, isn't it?
1: Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times um, folks have lengthy to do lists, um, but they don't have a to don't list. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) and you know, our, our daily actions are aligned with our, desired legacy, you know, so you really need to find find that sweet spot of, you know, just don't have your ongoing to-do list just be sitting there on your kitchen counter and you cross stuff off, you add to it, and there's, and there's really no rhyme or reason to, you know, what are you trying to accomplish looking ahead? I mean, mm-hmm. you really have to be thoughtful as to, you know, where am I going to discover, you know, purpose in this next season and a lot of times that's from a lot of different areas you know and so i think we have found it very helpful and seen and seen folks who are very successful in retirement from the intangible side of of, you know feeling fulfilled and finding a meaningful place in life um, really as they utilize a calendar well and it's really not about filling up a calendar you know that's just as bad as not having one right but i think if you can be very intentional about you know, um, you know, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I'm going to journal or I'm going, you know, to read the Bible or I'm going to do X. And you can kind of set aside chunks of time to be intentional. So Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're on track, you know, to
0: to retain a measure of of discipline, of self-discipline. Right. Yeah. And and thereby purpose as well. And of course, it's a time for learning, for exposing yourself to things that otherwise, uh, uh, you might not have had time for, might not have get into, and that can be an extraordinarily uh, helpful and encouraging thing, can't it?
1: Yeah, so learning is another one of the keys in the book, and um, there was an interesting study done. Um, what the scientists did is is they took a group of retirees, fairly large group, and they separated them into three separate groups. Um, One was a group where they asked them to do something that they were familiar doing already, you know, like listening to their favorite music, those types of things Mm -hmm. um, for a set amount of time per day over the course of months. And then they also asked uh, a second group uh, to go out and engage in social activities with other retirees for that same set amount of time um, for, for the same time period. And then they asked the third group to Try to do something new that was challenging mentally. So, you know, learn how to play chess, um, learn how to, you know, play an instrument, uh, learn how to sew. Um, these, you know, different types of things that they had never undertaken before. And what mm-hmm. they found is the first two groups, there was there was no improvement in their memory, no improvement in their in you know their general brain functions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that third group that was challenged to learn they saw a very substantial uh, increase in their memory, increase in just overall connection,
0: um,
1: increase in mental health, which is amazing. In other words, use
0: it or lose it. (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay, now, uh, there's so many other things that you've talked about. We've covered a number of these uh, 10 keys, but you mentioned the power of a cornerstone habit.
1: Yeah, cornerstone habits are um disciplines where if you really give yourself to one discipline, it will create blossoms in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think again learning is one of those, you, you know? know. So if you wonder I'd like, to share, under- I'd like yeah. to
0: share uh, uh, what my wife and I have uh, found, if I may. Yeah. The cornerstone habit for us, we began about 18 years ago, uh and that is together coming First thing in the morning, first thing in the morning before anything else, and spending quality time in the Word of God and prayer and discussing, applying the Word of God and discussing the issues of our time, of our family, and so on, in the context of applying the Word of God. And what we have discovered is, and and my wife will testify, this has become the single most important time of the day of the week. And, uh, without it, uh, an awful lot of other things in our lives probably would not hang together properly. It is the cornerstone habit.
1: Yep, And that's a perfect example. I think of you do one discipline and it does take discipline at least initially. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of you getting up, you know, maybe early before sunrise, you know, that's something that my wife and I cherish as well mm-hmm. is we really try to make our mornings strategic together. And mm-hmm. we really try to find those quiet moments, you know, to discuss faith, you know, how we want to live, what do we want to do in life together as a family, mm-hmm. as individuals. And, and so I think that that's, that's extremely important. Uh, a cornerstone habit, you know, like learning is one, right? So if you're undertaking a new, something new that you're trying to learn, trying to teach yourself, it's a challenge. Um, Most likely you'll be connecting with others in that journey. Have you You tried to learn
0: Hebrew yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I have, I have not tried to learn Hebrew. I studied Chinese in college. So that was a challenge. Uh, (laughs) That would be all
0: Greek to me. I'll tell you. It was, it was to me too. Um, One of the things, you know, but the last item on your list is, uh, Awe, ten keys. Number ten is awe, and you know, uh, I followed the Lord since uh, I was a young kid, and so was my wife. But one of the things that we discovered increasingly uh, during our so-called retirement years is our God is an awesome God, and we begin to realize we see the awesomeness of His of His creation, of His nature uh everything around us and uh the general appreciation for life explodes yeah it's it's truly
1: remarkable when you take a moment and just think about you know how much how many systems are at work in your body right now so that you and i can have this conversation you know and (laughs) Just all of the different layers, you know, that God has created, um, and that all just work so harmoniously together. It's just, it's just mind blowing. I'm actually a beekeeper as a hobby. Are and you kidding
0: me? No. And I find constant. Out of it? Do you get a real buzz yeah. out of that
1: <laughs> I do. And I also get that sugar rush that we were talking uh, about from ah, the honey too. Wow! <laughs> wow! Isn't that um, something?
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate that confession, uh, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that uh, kind of warmed us up here at the end of uh, our discussion about retirement. And uh, you're just a, a young whippersnapper, though. What gives you such insight concerning all of this uh, retirement business?
1: Yeah, so between Joel and I, we've got a little over three decades um, of experience in financial planning. And what drove us to write this book is – just helping hundreds of households retire and live in retirement and just and just seeing the lack of correlation between a level of wealth and, you know, purpose and success in retirement. And we felt called to write this book. Um, and some of the feedback that we've received from folks that have read it, you know, and a lot of them are strangers has been really powerful. So that's ultimately why we why we wrote the book? Well, here we are. A retired.
0: Lives. Here's a guy. I retired at age sixty-one. I wish I had read this book twenty years ago. And, friend, you might wish you had read it too, and you still can, because it's pretty hot off the press. It's called
1: After It's Called
0: After after work $12 we'll put it in your hands it's on our website saveus.org saveus.org call us 1-800-SAVE-USA and become a partner with us we're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour even today friends because you and I even in retirement years have a calling let's make that calling sure God bless be a blessing and uh, let's be at work